This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Good morning. Our guest today, the new administrator of Westlawn, Brittany Urso. This morning, we're going to be talking about the new Westlawn Hospital. I know you were on the air, what, a couple months back, and now you're back to update us because when you were on the first time, it was before the hospital opened. How did everything go with the grand opening and and what's happening today? Thank you so much for having us back this morning. Um, So yeah, Westland has been open since um, March 20th. So we have just surpassed our thousandth patient um, that we saw two weeks ago. Um, And just in the last two weeks, we've actually seen an additional 200. So really just wanted to reiterate that we are open and and things are going really well. Um, We are a department of St. Thomas Rutherford. um, So we are completely under Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford. Just wanted to reiterate that we're open and the type of patients that we can see um, and that things are going really well. I know I've already talked to a couple of people who have been there and they said the first thing they noticed was, of course, it's brand new, Mm -hmm. but there was no wait. They literally walked in and were seen right away. Yes, absolutely. Our wait times have been no greater than five to 10 minutes um, at our busiest points so far. So that's really um, great for us. Um, The entire model of the micro hospital, neighborhood hospital is is built on efficiency um, and so the the purpose is for us to get patients seen quickly by our, our board certified ed physicians um, and discharged or admitted if that's what they need now I, I remember whenever it was being built one of the things that gordon ferguson the the head of st thomas rutherford was talking about was this is going to be the first micro hospital or neighborhood hospital in tennessee that's correct. Yeah. So we are the first in Tennessee. Um, and it's been great because we've been able to expand to not just have emergency services, but we also have eight inpatient beds. So we're, we can provide more services than just our typical freestanding EDs that we've seen throughout the years, which is a great service. So if you do come to our facility and, and do need an overnight admission, um, we can accommodate that. If it's um, something that doesn't need a consult for a specialty service, that would be provided at the larger campus neighborhood hospital that's kind of a a new term that people aren't used to what does that mean just being right there in the middle of all these different subdivisions and apartment complexes is that what makes it a neighborhood hospital absolutely so um you know some people refer to it as a micro hospital because we're you know a smaller size than the normal facility but the neighborhood concept is really exactly what you said being in the middle of um, the community easily accessible um kind of on the edge of town so we're right um off veterans parkway which is a very up-and-coming area as we know um, in the West Lawn and Blackman communities. So several of our patients that have come in have told us that they live close um, to our campus, which is great. We really want people to know that we're open and available, um, even as far as up into Franklin or College Grove, um, just coming straight down 840. Um, We're less than a mile right off of 840, so it's um, easy availability. Now, what are some of the different services that are available West Lawn? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So we have board certified emergency physicians. So they um, are certified for adults and pediatrics. Um, So we have seen a large volume of children um, with coughs, colds. Um, We can do lab testing. We have x-ray and CAT scan available. Um, So we've seen a lot of broken bones, which um, is unfortunate, but we can see those patients and get them discharged quickly um, and help them get a referral to um, an orthopedic clinic. And because it's right there on Veterans at 840, it makes it really accessible, I think, for a lot of communities 
place outside of Murfreesboro. Absolutely. So um, easily accessible right off of 840, um, especially coming um, or even off of 24. Um, if you come down from the Smyrna, um, Antioch area, because you don't have to go all the way to Medical Center to make it down to the main campus. And it's just one exit right off of 24. I know whenever I'm driving somewhere, I notice the hospital signs on the interstate. I'm curious, do people sometimes who are just driving through town get off the interstate, come to the hospital for emergencies? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, um, you know, 24 is a, a busy interstate. So we have had some people that have been traveling um, either for vacations or visiting family that have stopped by that have needed um, some care. Um, and we were able to discharge them and get them back on their way. And now that West Lawn's been open for a couple of months, are ambulances in this area starting to take patients to West Lawn? Yeah, we are available for um, ambulance traffic. Um, we have criteria that they're aware of uh, the capabilities that we have. So when an ambulance was to pick you up, they know what services we provide um, and can bring you to either St. Thomas Rutherford or to West Lawn campus. Now, let's go back to the different rooms that are there at West Lawn. Are those equipped for patients to stay multiple nights or just hours? Absolutely. So um, our inpatient rooms um, are all single patient rooms um, with private bathrooms. Um, They're very spacious um, and comfortable. So we have um, had patients that have stayed more than one night. Um, We can see patients that are in for an observation or inpatient status. So um, typically our average patients are there for about two and a half days um, is kind of the national average for these micro neighborhood facilities. So that's the goal is is to um, get you taken care of and discharged quickly. Again, Brittany Urso with us today, and you are the hospital administrator of the new West Lawn. What are some of the different cases who have been there so far? I mean, I know you mentioned broken arms, things like that, cold, the flu, but what else have you seen there? Yeah, for our inpatient side, um, we've really been able to see patients, like I said, that don't need that um, specialty consult. So all of our inpatients are seen by our hospitalist or internal medicine physicians, um, and we provide telemedicine for those patients. Um, So they get um, direct assessments by the physician and the nurse at the same time, uh, which is great. So everybody's in alignment with the care plan. Um, We've seen some asthma, COPDs, pneumonia, um, some abdominal discomforts, diverticulitis, things like that. potentially need antibiotics for a few days, maybe see some fluids, dehydration, um, things that we can treat um, and not have to be there for an extended amount of time. And because this is the first of its kind in Tennessee, do you have other hospital administrators calling on you asking, you know, well, how's it going so far? We're, we're thinking about doing this elsewhere. Yeah, that's a great question. So we do have um, a national you know, network. So we um, are partnered with um, a company, um, Ameris. So I'm a, a joint with Ameris and Ascension. Um, this is actually the 40th micro hospital that Ameris has opened across the country. So we do have resources and um, best practices that we do um, that has helped us to build this concept, um, the cross training with the staff and the efficiency model. And for anybody who's not driven out in that area where the new West Lawn is, there are other medical buildings going up right now. In fact, I, I think some are about ready to open. Correct. It, it's going to be a little medical island, if you would, in Murfreesboro. Absolutely. So um, Murfreesboro Medical Center um, building is um, about to open um, just behind us in late August, I believe. Um, and then our Tennessee orthopedic association is also right next door um, and they are um, open and seeing patients currently and and there is literally a neighborhood out one side and then a little bit further down you have an apartment complex and i'm not sure 
Has anything been proposed for right across the street from where you're located yet? Um, I'm unaware of what's exactly across the street from us at this time. Um, I do know we're going to have um, some other shopping centers that will be built there. Um, I know the Publix is currently being built as well as the 7-Eleven gas station, which will also be um, convenient for people that are traveling right off of 840. Mm-hmm. With a community growing as fast as Murphy's Bro in Rutherford County, is there, or could you put your finger on one single problem that, that comes into the hospital on a regular basis? I mean, would it be broken arms? What what would be the most common thing you see? Yeah, I will say it's been a great privilege that we've been available um, for our pediatric or, or children population. Um, you know, if urgent cares are closed in the evening or early morning before school, we've been available to see those patients. Um, we can do lab testing on site, so we can do flu, RSV um, testing as well as COVID and get those results back really quickly. And there was a point where this was several years back, really before COVID, you had some people coming to the hospital emergency room, and this was all over the nation, for the most minor of problems, even during the middle of the day when they probably could get a regular doctor's appointment. Is that still something that medical facilities are seeing like yours? We do see that. Um, it's definitely not as much as it previously was, um, but that really is, you know, our focus is to to be there for the community. If they can't get an appointment or don't have a primary care physician, we can also help facilitate that if they need to come see us and then us make that referral. And then how many doctors have you got on staff out there? We have um, a board-certified ED physician 24-7, and then we also have our hospitalist or internal medicine physician available 24-7 via telemedicine. Okay, and then West Lawn, when it was built, I'm trying to think back when construction actually first started. Do do you remember, was it... Um, 2022 or uh, yeah it's been a couple years and um, the groundbreaking um, was I believe two years ago but the concept itself has been talked about since about 2016 so yeah. it's been a long time in the making because if I recall the groundbreaking was right around the middle of COVID yes so it, it had to have been kind of a, a tough project to, to get off the ground right there in the very beginning absolutely um, you know and as we already spoke about some of our other medical buildings that are around there um, um, you know, it's, it's been a collaborative effort with other medical, you know, groups. Um, we have great partnerships um, so that we can, you know, ensure that our patients um, have easy accessibility, not just to emergency care, but to a you know, collaborative effort with our other doctors. Now, did you build it to where there's some vacant space so that it can be expanded in the future? Um, so our upstairs building, um, of the second floor of West Lawn is um, going to be open for physician's offices. Um, it has not been determined yet what physicians will be there. Um, the construction um, will be in the works, um, hopefully within the next year. Okay, mm-hmm. and what is your favorite part about West Lawn? My favorite part um, has truly been the teamwork. Um, and the efficiency, um, you know, even from the beginning when we were interviewing and hiring staff, um, every staff member has at least a year to two years of experience in healthcare in the hospital setting. So they're very experienced um, and they're cross-trained on on multiple things. So helping to draw labs, um, completing those lab services, um, and just really embracing the teamwork so that we can keep those wait times decreased. And, and what have the patients told you, you know, as they're leaving? Um, our patients have been extremely happy. Um, like you said you you've talked to some that have had no wait time um they feel like they're um cared for um immediately our physicians and nurse typically enter the room together to see patients when they arrive um we keep them informed tell them exactly where we are in the process um 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, and answer any questions that they have. The concept is very open, um, so the nurses um, and patient care techs um, know what's happening on the ED side as well as the inpatient side. So that staff is available to help for any needs on for any of the rooms. You know, I, I got to say, looking back, I don't think I would ever have imagined Murfreesboro having two hospitals. Yeah, understand. Um, and that's been, you know, such a blessing to us because we can provide these services um, with being a part of St. Thomas Rutherford and knowing that um, if the situation, you know, is more severe to where they do need a consult or a specialty service, um, we can transfer those patients over um, by ambulance and get them in quickly. Um, we've had several patients actually that needed admission um, and we send them straight to a room to admit at St. Thomas Rutherford from Westland. So it's not, um, they can come into our emergency room, be seen, treated, a decision made on what needs to happen for their care plan, and then get them to a room. And of course, it's all flawless because, you know, the, the paperwork is not paperwork anymore. It's all done on computer. Correct. Everything we do at Westland transfers over to Rutherford um, because we are a department of them. So, Do you foresee other smaller hospitals like that opening in Rutherford County in the future? Um, I don't know about Rutherford County. Um, you know, we, we really want to see um, Westlawn um, be as successful as we can be and continue to um, make sure that we're following our efficiency and um but it's not out of the question. So yeah. again, Betty Urso with or Brittany Urso with us this morning, the hospital administrator for the new West Lawn. And uh, I know we talked about it being over there around Veterans Parkway and 840. But if anybody listening hasn't driven out there, how would you tell them how to find it? Sure. So um, it, the easiest way, um, you can come down Veterans actually all the way from Church Street, which is um, kind of avoid some of the downtown traffic. Um, or you can come right off of 24, first exit on 840 is Veterans Parkway so it's just one mile off of, of 24 or if you're coming from um, the Franklin or 65 area it's um, straight down 840 as well and this is open 24 7 just like any emergency room absolutely yep yeah, we are a full service emergency room and inpatient hospital so we are open 24 7 and is there a landing pad out there in order for a helicopter to transfer patients if needed no we don't have a um, helicopter pad if um, the situation were to arise that we needed that we would transfer the patient to Rutherford and the helicopter could pick them up there. And again, West Lawn's now been open for, what, three months? Three months. Three months now. Yep, absolutely. And uh, the number of patients so far was what? Uh, we've seen over 1,200 emergency room patients. So. It's pretty wild to, to think 1,200 people in, in three months. That's a lot. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, we've each week seems like we get a little bit busier. Um, and that's, you know, again, why we wanted to, to come back and, and let the community know that we're there and open um, and ready to serve. Now, is there anything different when a patient does come there that they're you know not going to be used to if they've been to St. Thomas Rutherford? Um, no, um, really, you know, the emergency entrance um, and the main entrance are located right next to each other, very similarly to our Rutherford campus. Um, it's just a little bit smaller. Um, you enter our main lobby and greeted by our registration desk um, who um, alerts us that a patient has arrived and immediately taken to a room. Sounds good. Again, with us this morning, Brittany Urso, the hospital administrator for the new West Lawn Hospital and we're going to take a short break but we will be right back to wrap it all up. Time right now again 833 
And you're tuned to WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. We have more guitars than anybody in town. We have all stringed instruments. We've got it all. We have keyboards as well. Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have an excellent choice of used equipment. We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. With us this morning from the new West Lawn Hospital, which is in the area of Veterans Parkway and I-840, Brittany Urso, the hospital administrator. It's called West Lawn Hospital, right? Um, absolutely. So we are, it's Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford West Lawn, since we're a department of um, Rutherford. So I know you mentioned the different staff members that you have working there. You've got the nurses, the doctors, all that good stuff. Are there any positions right now that you're trying to fill? Yeah, so um, we do have nurses, um, registered nurses, and we have our patient care technicians for both our inpatient and our ED side. Um, So we do have um, a few positions open. So if anybody was interested in applying, um, we do require a year to two years of experience um, working in this type of environment. Um, And they can go to our Ascension Careers page and apply for the Westland campus. So have you had some staff at St. Thomas Rutherford and some other St. Thomas facilities say, you know, I I really want to work at that brand new hospital. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had a couple people that have transferred from other um, St. Thomas locations um, to help us. You know, it's been exciting to be a part of something new um, and groundbreaking, especially being the first neighborhood hospital in Tennessee um, and just really... You know, our staff have taken full ownership of of wanting to see us be successful and provide the best patient care that we can. Um, Our patient satisfaction has been tremendous, which is great. And I attribute that to the the great staff that we have working together um, and really wanting to be part of a team environment. So before it actually opened, did you have a chance to visit any other neighborhood hospitals across the nation? I did. Um, I actually visited three um, in our um, Milwaukee area that have opened. Um, They opened, um, I guess it's been a... um, between a year and a half and two years now. So I visited all three of those campuses and actually had the opportunity to work in each of the roles um, while I was there for a few weeks. So I worked um, with a nurse. I worked with a care tech. I worked in x-ray, CT, um, to really understand the concept so that I could provide um, the leadership and um, help our staff to understand the concept. So at those other hospitals, were they very similar to what we have here? They're, yes, very similar. The only difference really is um, maybe a room move from, from one side of the hall 
tall to the other based on square footage, uh, but these concepts are built on eight to nine ED rooms as well as eight inpatient rooms. And that model has really allowed us um, to keep the staff, um, you know, cross-trained in multiple areas so that everybody can help with anything. <laughs> but again, the new West Lawn has already served 1,200 patients yes. and, uh, and, and counting. Yes. So I'm sure serving some right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, going into summer, um, just we're, we're available and excited to be here. Um, you know, we never want anybody to have to have an emergency visit, but we want to provide the best care that we can when they do. Sounds good. Again, Brittany Urso with us this morning, the hospital administrator for the brand new West Lawn. If somebody wants to learn more about it on online, it is or do you have your own website? We or? do, yep. Um, we have our own website underneath our Ascension um, St. Thomas Rutherford site. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, Brittany, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it and um, so glad to be here to serve the community. <laughs> Time right now, 8.38. We do have more news and information right around the corner. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon, a high of 80 degrees. Then tonight, mostly clear with a low near 57. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 54. CBS News Brief. Inflation is slowing down. CBS News Business Analyst Jill Schlesinger. Annual inflation increased at a 4% pace in the month of May. The core rate increased by 5.3%. The core rate continues to remain higher, mostly due to shelter. Gas and grocery prices eased. Securities extra tight at the federal courthouse in Miami, where former President Trump will make history when he's arraigned in the classified documents case today. CBS's Scott McFarland. If there are Trump supporters or protesters here, they haven't shown themselves yet. The former president won't be seen walking into the courthouse, not through the front door, but through a private entrance with Secret Service at his side. Denver Nuggets fans are celebrating the team's first ever NBA championship. Just a mile from Ball Arena, nine people were shot, three critically. Among the injured police say a suspect. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 841. You're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. Well, a public hearing will be held this evening. It is talking about a proposed property tax increase for Rutherford County residents. And it adds up to 16%, which will be discussed at 7 o'clock tonight in the Rutherford County Courthouse. Now, the increase was proposed by County Mayor Joe Carr after the idea of an impact fee for Rutherford County failed in the Tennessee General Assembly. Previously, Mayor Carr attempted to get state legislators to allow Rutherford County to charge up to $5,000 on new residential construction. However, the Tennessee General Assembly voted down that proposal. 
Now, again, this public hearing will be tonight at 7 o'clock in the Rutherford County Courthouse. Again, 7 this evening. And you can learn more about it there. And we're going to talk more about it in just a second. We'll be joined by County Commissioner Craig Harris in just a few minutes. Now, Mayor Carr was on WGNS May 31st, and that's when the suggestion of the 16% property tax increase was mentioned. And that 16% is based on a 26 cent tax increase. Rob Mitchell, assessor of property for Rutherford County, told WGNS in an email that a 26 cent increase would generate over $40 million in additional tax dollars. Mitchell also told WGNS in the email that the proposed property tax increase for Rutherford County is the greatest percentage increase since 1994. Mitchell posted information about the possible increase in property taxes on his campaign website. And he went on to write that homeowners with a house valued at $350,000 would be faced with an additional $227.50 in taxes annually if the property tax for the county does increase. At the end of the year, that increased property tax on a $350,000 house would add up to $1,588.55 instead of the current $1,361.05 that that same homeowner would be charged. So again, it would go from $1,361 to $1,588 annually. Again, we'll talk more about that in just a second. So make sure you stay with us. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your gardening needs. We'd have everything you want for those gardens and your lawns. If you're needing special gifts or if you're trying to take care of your feathered friends and furry friends, please come see us. Tina, where are you located? The Rutherford Co-op is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. And you don't have to be a member to shop here. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Since 1940, your first choice for air conditioning and heating repairs has been Roscoe Brown. Now when you have plumbing problems, it's also Roscoe Brown. You can depend on Roscoe Brown. For any type of plumbing service and innovative plumbing solutions, Roscoe Brown is fully licensed, bonded, and insured, and fully qualified to assist with heating, air conditioning, and now plumbing. Call Roscoe Brown. RoscoeBrown.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris. Craig, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I am good. Well, I understand this meeting tonight, a public hearing on this proposed property tax increase, will get underway at 7 o'clock in the county courthouse. Talk to me a little bit more about that proposed increase in property tax for the county and what have people told you? Well, what we're uh, looking at is, based on the mayor's recommendation, is a 16% tax increase, which we normally go by a penny. So a penny is around $1.5 million. So we're looking at 26.12 cent increase. So that's what we're looking at right now. That's what passed in committee, and that's what we need for us to uh, balance our books and also try to keep our AAA rating, which is very important to this county. 
If this does go forward, if this property tax increase moves forward and folks do have to pay a percentage more each year, do you foresee it going up again four years from now or three years from now? Or I do be- not. I do not. I do not see anything where it's going up for the next, you know, next year or the year after that. I, I really don't see it going up in the fourth year. I think this is a, a tax increase that can maintain us for, uh, you know, at least in the near future. But, you know, Scott, what we're dealing with is our schools are 75% of our budget. And as you know, based on some of your last shows and, and comments from the school superintendent and the school board, is that they want $750 million over the next five years. I mean, that's just unattainable, unattainable. And this year, we had to give them $200 million for uh, three additions for the high schools and then another $60 million proposed for an elementary school. You know, with kids coming in at, at around 1,000 to 1,200 kids per year, it puts us in a, in a tough situation. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is, I'll try to give it to you the best way I can. We got around 51,000 students, and we're getting, like I said, 1,200 kids per year coming in. Now, if you look at a $300,000 house, that generates about one, probably $1,600 uh, $1, in property tax and it's costing right now $9,150 per student to go to year. 60% of that is funded by the state so that leaves us at around $3,500 per student and based on the census we're averaging 2.3 kids per household. Now you're at $7,000 and you're only giving in $1,600 so you see where we are getting way behind the ball on education. And it's causing us to have to do funding. It's hard for us to keep up. And that's one of the problems that we're having. We're just not increasing our revenues the way that we're increasing these schools' expenditures. Now, I, I know that Mayor Carr very recently proposed the idea of having an impact fee charged in Rutherford County on new residential-related developments. And, of course, that didn't pass in the General Assembly. But my question is, we already have a school facilities tax that is, I believe, $1 per square foot on new residential developments. So that's going to stay in place. We're not going to see an impact fee as proposed by Mayor Carr earlier in the year. Instead, we would keep that school facility tax and then also add an increase to the property tax, right? Yeah, well, we used to have a development tax, which was $1,500 per house. And that was uh, enabled in 2006. It started off at seven fifty, and then it went, raised up in 2006, I believe. $1,500. Now, me and Mayor Ketron proposed to change that to a dollar a square foot. And we had the support of the legislation and we had support of the Home Builder Association and the realtors. And that was the best that I could do at the time, Scott. I mean, we just did not have support. And we we did the school facilities tax at a dollar a square foot, which raised us about $1.9 million extra dollars. That's a good start. But, you know, with the rising house prices, with the schools... I think that price needs to be around 225, and that's what I propose to the realtors and home builders. And I've asked the legislators to step in on this. Mayor Carr was trying to raise our revenues. It, it wasn't a bad idea. I was against the $5,000 impact fee because I don't think it's fair that a 10,000 square foot house pays the same as a 1,500 square foot house. And so I've always liked the dollar per square foot formula, and that's one of the things that you know I want to do. 
But the mayor had no support from the legislators because they didn't believe in that. They thought it was a new tax. And it was kind of, in my opinion, we could have worked with each other a little better. But I don't fault the mayor. He, he's trying to raise revenues. And, and that's what he tried to do. And it, it just didn't work. Now, I understand one of the problems with the school facilities tax that doesn't help Rutherford County in the way that I think a lot of people thought it would is in the fact that it is a one-time fee and it's paid by that home builder or that developer, whoever is building that residential address. It's paid by them one time, and then after that, they then, of course, add the regular property taxes annually. Yes. And what it is, is you pay, when you apply for a new house, you pay a half of it. You know, where before it used to be $750 and then pay $750 when you get a CO or close a house. Now it's based on per square foot. And we're averaging right at 2,400 square foot houses here in Rutherford County. So it raised it up from 1,500 to 2,500. But you're, you're correct. I mean, you pay up front half of it and then you pay on the back end half. Going back to this idea of raising the property tax here in Rutherford County, I think one of the fears that a lot of residents have is, well, it doesn't sound like much. It may amount to 200 to $600 more annually. But of course, if folks spread it out over 12 months, it really isn't a lot of money. But the problem is you add that in to some of the other taxes folks pay, such as the city's new impact fee, and things really start to hit local residents and business owners pretty hard. One of the misconceptions is growth pays for itself, Scott, and it does not. I mean, it does not pay for itself at all. And we're growing. Our property values are growing. You know, we got seven people a day moving in here, which puts a strain on our infrastructures, you know, our public safety. The problem with Rutherford County is the only major way we can raise revenue is through property taxes. We don't have any control over the city, and the city operates from a whole different set of rules. They don't need legislative help. Rutherford County is a subdivision of the state. So we have to go through legislation on things to, for us to raise revenues, such as property taxes or impact fees and stuff like that. The city, if you remember, uh, raised their taxes up pretty high, I think about four years ago, three or four years ago. And I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't keep up with the city too much. But I know that they had the ability to raise impact fees, and they don't need anybody's approval. So I think that's a little unfair. But I think what the mayor is trying to do is say, hey, man, the city's doing this, and y'all don't say a word. But if we try to do it, you know, you battle us. I think that's where he's going, you know, as far as his, you know, I don't want to say animosity, but definitely his contention with the, with the legislators. But the city gets to do things by their own rules. So it's a little different. Have you heard from any constituents who plan to be at that public hearing tonight and say either their support for it or how they don't support it? I have not heard any anybody has called me or anything like that. So I have been on vacation all week, you know, but based on emails and stuff like that, I haven't received anything to where, you know, anybody's going to support it or not. And, and, and if they want to send me an email, you know, my email is ccotinc at comcast.net. And they can send me an email, and I'll be more glad to answer their questions. You know, I hope a lot of people come out and talk tonight. I mean, I, you know, the citizens need to be heard, and uh, we take this very seriously. I think a lot of people think the misconception, all oh, politicians, they don't care, and all that stuff. And that's not true. I mean, I care a lot about what citizens say, and, and I want to be able to answer their questions, and, and I want to be able for them to go come out of that meeting tonight to understand that the predicament we're in and the, and, the, and the path that we're taking. 
Again, County Commissioner Craig Harris and the public hearing tonight is at 7 o'clock at the county courthouse. And then after this public hearing is held, the full county commission, they'll have a chance to actually vote on the property tax. June 26, I believe, is the date. Depending on how the public hearing goes, do you think it's going to sway commissioners one way or the other to either vote for this property tax increase or against it? Well, I mean, I think that I think that it will sway some. Uh, you know, we have some budget hawks in the in the commission, and you know, there's there is some division. I mean, there's a lot of division in the budget committee. You know, if you watched it the other night, it took almost 14 motions before we passed. You know, what we're at right now to get to. Uh, public hearing so uh, there's definitely nothing guaranteed to come out of the, the budget committee and so i think right now it's it's up in the air as to, as to whether this passes or not i feel confident it will but you know you know uh, politics things can change and you know sometimes politicians change with the direction of the wind so yeah i think it'll be uh be uh, contentious at best and with this proposed property tax increase in the county, this won't just hit residential addresses, right? It'll hit all property owners, commercial property owners as well. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I know we're almost out of time here, but again, tonight, 7 o'clock in the county courthouse is where this public hearing is going to take place this evening. And again, the proposal is to increase the property tax throughout Rutherford County by roughly 16%. And that money that's raised from the property tax each year, that is then funneled into like the schools. That's one of the biggest receivers of the funds, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, and another thing that, that people don't understand too is Governor Lee came out and said, you know, I want all teachers to be at $50,000 a year by the next, I think, two to four years. And I could be wrong on that, Scott. So that puts a lot of pressure on us as well. And also, our sheriff's deputies on the study that we do, we're still barely at the median point. So that puts a lot of pressure on us. And, you know, school safety, hiring new, new workers, those things put a lot on us. And I think the misconception is, you know, like the national budget, Scott, you know, there's a lot of fluff. And you see every year, you know, pork belly uh, spending and stuff like that. We don't have a, we don't have a lot of fluff at all in this budget, and I think that a lot of people, if they really pay attention to these meetings, we go over every single line in the budget, and based on all the budgets that we got requests that came in, most of them agreed with the mayor's proposal, and I mean mostly all of them. It wasn't a whole lot extra in there. I think we had 52. I, I can't remember. I don't have my notes in front of me, but we didn't have very many new employees coming on so a lot of the budget stayed the same from it did last year again rutherford county commissioner craig harris and we're out of time but that public hearing tonight seven o'clock in the county courthouse focus on the proposal to increase the property tax commissioner harris thank you for joining us i appreciate scott thanks for having me on